Hello, nerds. Welcome to the Superhero Hour Hour. This is the only show on the internet where we talk about every live-action television show that is based on a comic book or a comic book property. I am your host for the evening. My name is Taylor. With me, as always, is Ryan. Hey, Taylor. Cool. Also, Greg. Hey, it's me, a Greg. How are you doing? Uh, offensive. Oh, no, offensive no, no. right Wait, off the no, bat. Perfectly no. okay. We, no, perfectly we do not okay. do that anymore. No, that's that's the only thing that we are allowed to do. Hey, I this feel is like how we, we talk. Uh, I feel oh like God. we can still do Italian, and we should do it like the clock is ticking on yeah. it. Because hey, it's just as racist as anything else. You're a proper Greg, filter. Let me ask you this. Uh, little like clumps of meat that go on top of spaghetti. How uh-huh. many syllables does that word have? A meatball. Oh, it's three syllables. Yes, great. Yes. You're a racist. This is terrible. This is this is technically me being racist, so now I am going to cool <laughs> it because although I feel like you're allowed to do Italian voice, in about 10 years, people are going to be like, well, no, you don't do that because it's horribly racist. Yeah. Also, you have to stop doing anything once you get called out on it. Oh. Yeah. I, I do really, every time I see someone like get on to someone about doing Italian voice now, I do think of the... The guy who was verified on Twitter and did Italian Elon Musk. And then lost his and verification. And lost his verification. Uh, Jabuki did that this week with the Cats movie where he, he changed his name to the Cats movie. And it was like, the Cats in Cats 2019 will have realistic spiked penises. Uh-huh. You know what really worked for that? And he got suspended for like two days. Anybody could have had a, uh, like changed their name to Cats movie, right? And he already had a blue check mark. Yeah. yeah. It's the Avatar Looked yep. exactly like the Cats movie Avatar yeah. would look. It was like a, it was a little tilted, not yep. great, but like a Hollywood movie would do. Exactly. That guy is fucking killing it, right? Oh yeah, Pete like, Holmes is just, pissed at him, just destroying. He is just absolutely a white hot grease fire of pure entertainment, and is like twenty four. Oh, uh, we don't yeah. talk about that shit. He's, he's very young. He's very young. He's got it all ahead of him, and and he claims to be short, but he's like five nine. He's so, a, okay, but he's a short king, right? A, he's a short king. But he's like five nine, five ten. That's not short, you guys. Guys, don't you wish you had the fucking butthole of a twenty four year old? Uh, you know what? I, I would love twenty four year old Greg's butthole. Oh man, if I could go back in time and tell like twenty four year old yeah. Taylor about like what was happening very soon in his life yeah. to his butthole. He would have made a lot of different decisions. If you're young, Jabuki, others, if you're young, dude, just like appreciate your butthole. Because it starts going downhill. And, and take just, care of it. Yeah. No sunlight. Fucking A. Fucking A. Maintain Lotion. Your, yeah, yeah, dude. Because and you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say don't bleach. Don't be, no. don't be putting all those oh chemicals in there. Don't shave it. Don't bleach oh, it. Oh, I thought no. we moved past that part. Take care of your sweet let blood. It, let it grow naturally. Yeah, I will say every now and then I'll do a little trim because sometimes you don't want it getting crazy. Yeah. Wait, hold on. You'll do a little trim or I will have to do a little trim on yours? Well, I will have someone do a little trim. A person will do a little trim. Yeah, I'm going to be the person at the top of the food chain here doing the ordering. So like however it dribbles down. Yeah, well, we do the whole like massage train. We do that with the trim and the (laughs) b-hole. I don't mind the job because you make me trim it, but you let me pop anything around it. And I like that. That's fine. This for me. is the worst thing. Uh, this, that's ever you know happened. what? That was the thing. I have never turned thing on a bitch like, so quickly in my entire life. <laughs> that was that the moment. Was awful. I was a part of that, and yeah. now I just feel awful. Yeah, I feel, I feel bad. So dirty. I'm gonna Should, go cry in the shower. Is there like a hotline I can call to like turn myself in? This is a crime that we have committed. This was. I'm, I can't believe we put this on the radio. I feel bad. This is awful. Like I feel. I feel, if I had like killed someone in like a vehicular manslaughter, like not like premeditated yeah, murder. Yeah, sure. But of like you would I, never premeditate. No. No. Like if I killed someone, like in a in a, in a manslaughter scenario, yeah, exactly. I don't know that I would feel as bad as I do right now. Just so you guys know, this is the week where I finally sit both of your sets of parents down and teach them what a podcast is and how to download it, and this will be their <laughs> first episode. <laughs> I Good. think that all the time. That's that's two less conversations that I have to have on the phone every Sometimes year. Sometimes I'll be like, should I tell my nephews about my podcast? And then I'll like try to think of what I've done recently. When I think of back to this one, I'll be like, you know what? Nah. Although it's not a, it's not a sex thing. It's an appreciating the fidelity of your butthole when you're young. Yes. When you still got it, you know? And Taylor, I the movie tell you, High Fidelity is about John Cusack and his butthole. At some point, you have shit through your butthole for like 37 years. And it can't take it. It's That's too much. Straight? That's a lot. I do love... Pretty much straight. Taylor, when I do have to trim your butthole, I do love it when you call me Big Popper. That helps oh, me out so fuck, much. Fuck. All right. Well, we're I, d- I went on. back in and immediately what? I was punished. Yep. We're going to move on. We're talking about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. later, and there's no way that this intro makes it in. So, <laughs> moving on to the next super series, Shishi Will Pin. Yeah. 
Ladies and gentlemen, it's shushy season. Hey, Guys. Is, hey, wait, 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 wait. Hey, what's up? Is, Am I out of time? Uh, yeah. That's it. That's no, right. Shushy, I'm, I'm, saying, I'm usually the one who enters this. What the fuck are you doing? Oh, Step go up. ahead. Super serious shushy, shushy bullpen. Ryan, Ryan, take it away. Take it away. Thank you. I did Seggies. Uh, that's what Taylor calls segments. Thank you, Greg. Sorry, I just want to get that in there. I did not have to rent a tux last weekend. You guys gave away a shushy. Yes. We did. Yes, we How did. did that go? Uh, very well. Um, we want to say congratulations to Cameron Bikendova, uh-huh. a.k.a. Selena Kyle. Oh, you guys got LVP. Yep. Yes. And uh, she actually did stop by and pick up her award. And uh, she kicks really, really hard in the nutsack. That's what she, one thing we could say. What'd she say about the uh, the trophy? Did she like it? Uh, she said that we Was could nice? fuck ourselves. <laughs> she said, yeah, she said, you like it? It's nice. We should have we should have said that we should have mentioned that she did have the funniest line of all time on Gotham. So yes. it was like a rough performance for a lot of her career on that show, but she had like the I, line. Yeah, so of the listener, just show. listen to what Greg just said, and in your mind, take that and put it into last week's episode. Bring and that's it. what we would have said. Easy. What's that thing that you guys call it when you just decide something about fan fiction or fiction? Canon. Head canon. Yeah, head put canon, that yeah. throw that in your head canon. All right, tonight we are doing best couple, gentlemen. What does it mean to have a good couple on a superhero show? In my opinion, you have to... 69. Yes. You have to love each other. Yeah. You have to be wearing... One person wears red and one person wears blue. But matching outfits other than the color. Yes. One person has long hair, one person has short hair. I think uh, you both have to be individually hot and then bring a heat together that's incredible. Chemistry. Spark. Yeah. You really have to have chemistry. Chemistry just does tell. And I think that has a lot to do with it. So you should actually make each other hotter than, than the sum of your it's, parts. It's an exothermic reaction yeah. going on. Do you at some point have to, uh, you're eating spaghetti from the same plate, and then you both Meat put some uh, noodle in your mouth, and uh, then it's the same noodle, and now you're kissing. That do you happened, have to do that? That happened between me and my wife, and I just took off my shoe and started smacking her with it. And <laughs> I feel Kelly. like I really missed an opportunity there. <laughs> that was like... Man, we could have done the whole thing, kissing and everything, and instead I was just like, bah! I want to ser- imagine kissing? Yeah, dude. I want a serious <laughs> drama starring Tramp, who was not the lady from the movie, the boy dog Tramp, where uh, he's talking to someone about how he eats spaghetti just like his father did, where he sucks one spaghetti strand in at a time and then found out that that's how everybody eats spaghetti. <laughs> Your nominees are from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Colson and May. Okay. Do they have a real will they won't they energy on this show, or do they? They did for a long time, and then Coulson is dying. Yeah. Yeah. And then May is like fully into it now. Currently dead on the show, right? Yes. Currently not alive on the show. The the Coulson status is currently uh like we're not sure he's we're 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 not quite uh certain of whether or not Coulson is alive or there's a Sarge. They had it wasn't will they won't they it was May or may not. You are our agent on Agent of Shield. I am. Uh, speak to speak to the. Do they have? I have to say, I doubt they have like a heat that comes off that couple. I will say this: they spent five seasons with nothing, yeah, and then all of a sudden the writers wanted to spark, and it did actually work. Oh, okay. and then if you go through like your head and think about the other shows, they're like, oh yeah, okay. It's just there's no other adults on the show. You yeah. know, like they're the only two capable people. Everybody yeah. else is a fuck up. So eventually, you have to end up. with I guess other. let me put it this way: I believe it from his angle. I see why he's interested in her. Yes. I just seems like maybe I don't know. She could find someone sort of in her league. Your next nominee is also from Agents of Shield. The reason for the season tonight. This is what we're covering tonight, guys. Uh, Fitz and Simmons. Okay, they're not as good as you think they are, but they're very good. How fucking dare you? Okay, I feel like I have to really tiptoe around this. I'm not sensitive about it. I'm, I'll be fine. They're very important. Here's what I have always appreciated about them. Individually, their names are Fitz and Simmons. Yes. And together, their couple name is Fitz Simmons, which Obviously. is just a name. Uh, I like that quite a bit. Did you yes. guys not notice in the episode that we're covering tonight when they're in close quarters and they're hiding? Yeah. And then Fitz still has the time to say to Simmons, you smell so good. Here's the thing about women. They smell so fucking good. And when it's your like girlfriend, wife, mistress, whatever, smells even better because that's what you're particular. So th- I did like that. That was, I thought, a very powerful moment. But it's, a, it's a good time. Now I'm nervous they're going to win just because of my screaming over the last six years. You have it's, basically demanded yeah. it. And, and I will say, I've, I've watched a good amount of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and I like their chemistry. I think they are, by far, they have the best chemistry of any two characters on that show. And I, I think that they are a worthy addition 
to this list. We will see if they have what it takes okay. to make it all okay. the way. Okay. I have literally never understood a single moment of any Agents <laughs> of Shield episode I've seen because I've only seen like like a couple episodes from like epi- from seasons like five, six, and seven. It's like being and, an uncle. Yeah. Just and, like I sort of understand your life, but and every six episodes they do like a different show. Yeah. So uh, it's hard for me to judge them as a couple because they're always in some uh, like. There is no connection between when I've seen them recently and where they have been. All right, idiot. Let's okay. go to this one then. How about this? Doom Patrol, Larry and John. Hell uh, yeah. For so a long time, so we only, I feel like, ever got one type of gay relationship. Either it was Cute. These, these two dudes are gay and they're both perfect, or uh, these two dudes are gay and they have a hard time with life navigating that. These two are just in a relationship. And so that means some parts of it are fucked up and they're experiencing a lot of societal pressure about being gay men in the fucking Air Force. and In the 40s or whatever it was. Yeah, in the 40s. So I feel like we are getting the next evolution of gay relationships where they don't have to just be one type of thing. They're just another type of relationship. And that's why I like them. Cause it, yeah, so it's relationship first, gay second. Yeah, they just happen point. to be gay, but they're really dealing with relationships. The, the other crazy thing about this one is that we were told about this relationship as Larry's past. You know, like we got to learn about their origin stories. And then the show didn't drop it. The show yeah. kept going back to it yeah. all season. And that sounds terrible. Because it's just like, it's boring. Let's go move on. It was never terrible. No. And we get the payoff where it's like immortal Larry with like very old John. Yeah. And they get carrying that- him like in the bodyguard. Yes. And that, that moment, e- easily. I, I, w- I would be happy if they win. We will see if that happens. Your next nominee is from Legends of Tomorrow. It's Sarah and Ava. Oh, guys. This is for me. The Alpha and Omega of the relationship. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Like, I I love them so much. Individually, they are so pretty and wonderful. Together, I've always really bought their chemistry. Yeah, we great rapport. seen them as, like, young. They, like, fell in love as children because of the time fuckery of this Summer show. Camp? Summer camp, where we, like, see them have their, like, first kiss. Uh, we've seen them as, like, older ladies together. I just, like, every time the show threatens their relationship, which is basically every single episode... It totally works for me, and I freak out. I just want them to be together and to be happy. I got their their relationship is great for me because I jumped onto this show, the podcast, right at a time right after uh, Flashpoint, where they changed uh, White Canary, and so when I jumped on, she had just become like a lesbian or bisexual, Uh and so she would like constantly. They the writers were like. Let's have her character just like mention really hard how she's into women. Uh-huh. And like that was garbage. And that's all we have to do. That's all yes. we have to do for the character is just every once in a while I'll say like, hey, bad guy, we're going to kill you. I love women. Yep. And then they, A, uh, Legends of Tomorrow got better. And then they were like, we're going to specifically make her better. And now we've got this great relationship. And I, if there's a most improved, this one. Isn't there a part where Sarah Lance and John Constantine talk about how they're both bi? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that feels like a conversation where you get to give like the most high fives of all time. It's like I like both. High five. I like both. It's like, oh yeah, both. <laughs> the summer camp episode was great, but I have to throw it to the IKEA episode where it finally felt like they were no longer telling us that this was a great couple, but yeah, really showing us for sure. Your next one is from the Tick. It's Arthur and Danger Boat, our third gay couple in a row. I this is the one I kept going back and forth between. This is my top relationship, and Sarah Lance and Ava's relationship. Because it's sweeter, Sarah and Ava, because they like genuinely love each other. And not played yeah. as a joke. And not played as a joke. Uh, but for a relationship that is played as a joke, it's hilarious. And we'll never get to see, because the tick is canceled now. Yeah. I felt like they kind of tipped it a couple times that, like, honestly, the relationship might have legs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That it's going to take Arthur a while to realize that, like, he is attracted to a boat who identifies as a man. But I felt like it was there, and it would have been really cool to see that. It was like a very interesting take on will they, won't they? Yeah. Where it's like, maybe they will, but like the won't they is one of them's a boat. Yeah, he's a boat. Plus, he's, he's a gonna... boat, everybody. What do you Because like, usually it's like, oh, maybe they're going to work in different cities, and maybe it won't work out. This one, he's a boat. He's just absolutely a boat. He's a boat, and his first name's Danger. <laughs> you could always, not even the middle name. Yeah, it's he's just first moved it right name. to the first. Uh, you could always see in Arthur's face, and this was a great performance, uh, that he's not into it. 
but he doesn't want to sound like a homophobe or yeah. anything. So like, he was very careful with all of his words. He doesn't want to break Danger Boat's heart. It's uh-huh. a boat, but he doesn't want to crush it. It's hard to crush a boat. I'm going to be honest. I have to say Stop those, la- those last two are the ones I'm, I'm heavily yeah. rooting for. All right. Well, Ryan, what do we have? Your winner is from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. It's Fitzsimmons. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. I remember now who we have voting. On there these. was sort of a, a general, like, sort of message across, the like, in the break rooms and stuff. There was a around here. Some where, lobbying. Yeah, yeah. It felt like we were, like, su- this was how it was supposed to go. And there are also some other voters who are more on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.'s side than, than you or I, Greg. And I'm fine with that. Honestly, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is one of, like, the foundational shows for this podcast. Yeah. We, we just don't happen to be that into it. But... It was very cute. I got it. I got a glimpse of it this episode when he said that she smelled so good, even though they're like hiding for their lives. Mm-hmm. That was it. That was that's a good adorable. Moment. Well, congratulations, Fitz and Simmons. You can come, come on pick down. up. Yeah, come on down. Come pick up your come pick up your trophies. They are here in the studio for you. Now we are moving on from the shushies into our main event, the show where they came from, <laughs> Agents of Shield. <laughs> This week's episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. wrapped up the two-part collision course and also brought most of our plots to a head. S.H.I.E.L.D. has found themselves in an intergalactic battle between two alien forces slash lovers, question mark, and have to try and figure out who is the least evil and how to save the day. Sarge, who bears a striking resemblance to Richard from The New Adventures of Old Christine, (laughs) will stop at nothing to end the Shrike problem on the planet, while Izel, who also has Fitzsimmons, We'll stop at nothing to not let Sarge stop her. Meanwhile, we learn a little about teamwork, family, and crystal bats. Taste buds, I ask you this. Does Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and this episode in particular, move at a fast enough clip that it doesn't get bogged down in the logic leaps and sci-fi nonsense? The sci-fi nonsense is the thing that I worry about. Like, if you keep going to have conversations about how we have to put the Gleeber Glorp in the poopity shoot, that's when I am out. Yeah. And... I think that that's one of the things that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. does where, like, it's there, but I can ignore it. I totally agree, because I I really didn't understand what anybody's micro-objectives were, but I understood who was in opposition to whom. And so if you can have it be where I understand the prevailing moods between different forces without having to understand exactly what it is they're trying to do. There was, like, one spaceship that was flying right at Earth, and people were worried about that. And there were some other people trying to make a bomber, like, a baller tower. I get it. I'm there. I yeah. don't I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if this speaks to this as an hour, like an hour of television its own episode, but it basically was an act 3 and then yeah, you get to a point where like Fitz and Simmons, uh are they arrested or not? These guys are in a truck. There's bats outside. Stay in the truck. What should we do? It, it it's all Did, simplified. What's her name? Absolutely just like shoot that dude Sarge in the head. Like, right? I, she pretty like, clearly yeah. walked in and shot that guy. I Definitely the, shot that dude. The highest compliment I can pay this episode, and I feel positively towards it, is that I thought this was the season finale of this show. And I thought that was the last shot of this season. I, I think that's a, a good thing. I think that means that you had delivered a very exciting episode full of a lot of action. Fe- definitely felt like a lot of stuff was climaxing. Um, and I, <laughs> I, I, I like the way that it happened, too, was that... I think this is cool because all I want in all these superhero shows or comic books is the softball game, right? I want them to go play softball and just not have to deal with a bad guy. We got that in this episode. Everything worked out okay. There was like 10 minutes of them hanging out at a party or kickback. I don't yeah. know what they're called. It, I, a cool I, jam? A I, cool jam? I did appreciate that scene because it cut to that scene and I had the thought, oh man, there's a lot of people that I don't recognize in this scene. And then the they, people they address the it, yeah. like, there's a lot of people that we don't recognize in this scene. You know what it felt like? It felt like the last scene of The Last Jedi where there's like 30 of them and they're like, here it is, the current rebellion. There's 30 of us. That's like everybody in S.H.I.E.L.D., right? That's like 30 folks that are in S.H.I.E.L.D., many of whom don't know each other. Especially if you're Daisy, who has been off planet for years or months or days, we don't really know, but has always thought of herself in like, you know, a normal human way as the center of S.H.I.E.L.D. I yeah. just I am the I'm the hero. Then you come back and like, wait, Shield just keeps going and you guys hired people? Like I didn't have any say. D- 
Daisy is the one that they called like the world breaker because uh-huh. her power could potentially be so powerful that she like whatever the screenwriters wanted. Yeah, to do. okay. Because yep. <laughs> I thought when she was gonna like fight off those Minox or whatever they were, little bats, uh, I was like, hang on, be careful, don't wanna break the world. <laughs> That'd be a real bummer. But she did it in such a way where it. Uh, She's standing there. They open the door to the truck. The bats fly in. Nothing inside of the truck gets damaged. Yeah. She shoots it directly at, like, the six bats who come in the door. They all, like, disintegrate. And then that's it. We're all good. It seems like she has really got fine-tuned on that. Whereas, like, a couple seasons ago, it was like, if I don't have special gloves, I will fucking break everything. (laughs) But we have two here. What do you guys think was, what did you roll your eyes at harder? We have, I'm going to kill the bats easily. Or... I'm going to put a shield around the nuke where when we crash, it doesn't explode. Okay, that, Daisy does it all. That, that, was the, that was like the biggest betrayal. That she just put her hands on either side of a bomb that they had just spent like three minutes telling us was so dangerous. And then she holds it in place. Like, there is nothing like a nuclear explosion in the world. So then her powers must be infinite if she could really hold that. I hope somebody got fired for that. <laughs> and they're not doing the thing where, like, Daisy... It's not like... In Jessica Jones, Trish Walker is has always been the main character, it turns out. And we're slowly going with her as she learns her powers. In an ensemble like this, we're not doing that. So they're just going to Daisy when we don't know how to get out of the scene. Yeah, that's how that felt. And it was, like, unfortunate because I felt like a lot of the beats of the show worked except for that. And in a way, you could argue that's kind of the most important one because it was, like, when they needed the crisis to go away... They just hand waved it away. I guess Daisy, the crazy thing about Daisy being... X Machina, yeah, Daisy, Daisy, uh, Daisy X yeah, Machina? there's something there. Yeah, Work on it, that. Uh, yeah, I'll keep, I'll keep working. The the shitty part about being in Shield, like in any job, is that she would immediately move up. Like she'd now become an Avenger once anybody sees that. Yeah, and now they're just fucked because they have nobody with any skills. Yeah, I don't know. I do, I do Think like of the, some of the Avengers. Some of the Avengers, like Hawkeye. Yeah. Black he's, Widow. He's just very good with a, a terrestrial bow and arrow. <laughs> and now there's kind of like a bunch of job openings, right? Yeah. So how are they going to keep someone like Daisy around? Even Yo-Yo. Yeah. Yo-Yo, Yo-Yo. is amazing. Yo-Yo, All right, Yo-Yo, Yo-Yo's a character who I forget exists on the show, and then I remember, and then I have the second remember of, oh yeah, she has robot hands now. Because <laughs> I forgot that that happened to, to Yo-Yo. My favorite thing about Yo-Yo is not that her powers are cooler than the Flash somehow, because she has this like oh, penalty. Yeah. Having to go back makes makes it so much cooler. That's awesome. But also she is like, not only is, does Barry Allen have all the powers, but he's so, so stupid. Yeah. And the way that she like tricks these bad guys, she doesn't run in past the wall to like fight everyone. She runs in past the wall to just unhook Mac and then yeah. run back out. Yeah. the She's the smartest person on the show. The fact that Flash has basically unlimited power because of his speed, they have to make him essentially a child and not be able to figure anything out because he shouldn't be able to lose. Her limitation makes her interesting because she has to find cool ways to use it. And she used her powers like 10 times this episode, every single time in a different way, and it totally worked. And you know what's great about her? Including to get that dick. Yeah. (laughs) Get that dick. But you know what's great about her powers is that they don't have to animate it. They don't, yeah, have, right. they don't have to do jack it's shit. It's just a sound. I think, I think one time on this show I have ever seen them actually like do the special effects for her. like Moving like and everyone moves super slow around her. Right. But every other time, it's just like she just stands there. They just cut to a little thing and then like boom, we're done. Well, the thing that I want to see is the pullback. Like she goes fast towards one spot and then gets yanked back and that's got to hurt. So the whole thing is a battle between... Izel and Sarge. Yeah, that's my favorite part of the show, I think. They hit each other, but do they? Oh, man. They probably use... Have they fucked, and will yes. they fuck again? Uh, well, uh, not if May shot him in the dick. We will We will see where those shots But you might have put two right in the sack. Yeah, two in the sack, one in the head. But Sarge... Can, <laughs> oh, there's no man. way that Sarge can be a guy who just looks like Phil Coulson, right? This is like a embodiment. I think Izel and Sarge are both things that go into human bodies and walk around. Yeah, 100%. Like Vincent D'Onofrio yeah. from Men in Black, the greatest acting performance of all time. Of course. He's a giant sure cockroach. Uh, yeah, I, I definitely think that, yeah, they like possess people, and he's lived for a very long time. But yeah, they have that energy of they are jilted lovers, and so they're going to tear down the whole universe trying to fight each other. So there's like a 100% chance that at the end of this, they're actually going to decide they just want to make out, and everyone's going to be like, well, no, you guys... Can't be together, and they're like gonna like Ron and Tammy it for Parks and Rec. <laughs> Speaking end of, up in jail, Phil Coulson, yeah. full dreadlocks. Speaking of making out and not being able to be together, well, how do you guys feel about 
Ward and uh, the this serial killer that he is in love with. Deke? Yes, Deke. Deke. Ward was in season Je- one, dude. Jeff Ward is the actor's name. I see. That's what I'm thinking of. Deke is the Lemons guy. Yes, yes. Deke is Lemons. I love Lemons, dude. And Deke is trying to fall in love with Snow. Yeah. But clearly loves Daisy. Daisy has moved so far past him at this point. It's like Daisy does not, can't even look him in the eyes. It's like a CEO talking to a oh, yeah. uh, janitor. That Snow is was actually named Snowflake, right? Right, because she's a SJW. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the the moment where Deke is talking to Daisy and he's like, "I get it, you're jealous because a new girl." She's like, "No, it's the murder that she yes. did. Please put her in jail." <laughs> that that I think has a particular comic resonance because in comics, so often really bad characters will be good for, like, two panels, and then they're like, all right, you're at the party now, you're just our friend. Loki being, like, the classic example in the cinematic universe, where they just forgive everything, and she's just like, no, this lady did murders, and she has to be in prison. And there's a moment where the people on the show and me watching were like, come on, Daisy? Like, what's wrong with you? You're being a buzzkill. Oh, no way, I understand. It's been a couple episodes. (laughs) She's a mass murderer. Also, how the fuck did that girl eat salad so weird? She was, she was eating salad in a real weird way. She was, like, hovering it around her mouth, but, like, not going in. Fuck you. Go right to jail. And also the murder thing. The murder thing was bad. But that way she eats salad. The salad thing wasn't helping anything. No. See, I don't want to go to jail, but if Deke is my boyfriend and he's going to wheel in a big-ass TV into my jail cell, I think I want to go to jail. Yeah. I think I'm fine. to have them lemons. I had so many lemons. Have you ever seen, like, Swedish jails, like, pictures of them? It looks like a very, like, nice modern dorm room. I would go to jail there. Why do they have such weird midsummer festivals and such nice jails? Right? They're they're good jail people. (laughs) A popular phrase in Sweden is, good jail forden, which is um, good jail time. Uh, let's get to the main event. Um, we haven't was been this not the, the main event. No, what's the main event? Daisy kills the bats. Yes. And Snow is very impressed. And then says to May, Are all women on your planet this important or this powerful? And May says, You know what? Yes, yes. they are. I, I think Marvel is, I think all Marvel properties are just going out of their way yes. to really upset. Have I, we crossed a line at this no. point, though? No one is as powerful as Daisy. Here's, like, here's Thor th- is barely as powerful okay. as Daisy. Here's the thing what I love. is more egregious, this or the endgame scene? I think, I think that's this exactly one. What I, I think, think this yeah. one. I think this one. I still, I hold that I love that endgame scene, and I also love this. Same here, <laughs> this, dude. This is, it's really dumb, but it's very obviously Marvel going, like, look, we know that we did not give any female superheroes like anything for like 10 years what if we just like have everyone go over the top and be like you know what it's so women, weird it's women so- in general are the real superheroes okay. they're all god and jesus put together <laughs> with a side order of muhammad i'm very nervous about sounding like a gamergate person but i i like i like the women being put up front i think it's awesome i think there should be more books led by women and shows led by women but may if if anyone asked May that, she would have like chopped him in the throat, and she's like, "No, yes, they are." That it's it's such a weird. And they're not though. They're like inarguably not as powerful as she's Daisy. like the most powerful. Of she is any close of them. to God. I f- I feel like the only way that that line from May would have made sense to me is if she knew that like this person was like a, a going to be continued to be an ambassador from an alien race that might invade. Okay, and she that was, makes sense. And she was trying she's to politicking. be like, she was like. Yes, we are all this <laughs> oh, strong. Okay. I like that double meaning. I, I, I think that makes some sense, but I don't feel like that's the way that the episode played it. It's not the way the scene lands, no, but, but it's, yeah, it's a good that, explanation. That's the way that I think it makes sense for May's character. It, okay, but then she said hashtag girl power. Right. And I felt like that that was a little too much. And then maybe. Snow was like, oh, I like that. And they both went to the phones and Instagrammed as fast as they could. <laughs> Uh, what's up with those those bats and how crazy they are and how everyone keeps referring to them as oh no they're vamp they're zombie bats. I did, you guys didn't get to see any crystallization, did you? No, not, not even this one, one episode. Yeah, that's such a bummer because the bats would fly into your mouth and then turn you into annihilation level crystal oh, that's death so machines. Uh, and then I, I guess they ran out of. Budget. I would simply close my mouth. Yep. Very easy. Yeah, I wish that happened more often. Very easy. <laughs> All right, well... Uh, Could you imagine a situation in which I close my mouth? <laughs> so there are four episodes left in this season. Let's go around the horn. Greg, are you going to tune in for more Agents of Sheep? No. <laughs> I, I think I see where you're going with that. Uh, no, but I wouldn't have considered it 
if I if it actually were up for consideration, then based on this episode, yes. But it's just not a not something I would yeah. consider doing. But uh, it's an extra hour it. of your week. The last one we the last one I watched for this show, I was actively hating it the whole time. I thought this was a, a fine one. Yeah, I think that uh, me and the late great Mike both agree that uh, this is a great show. Yes. But in order to figure that out, you have to start from the beginning, yeah. go through all the hatred and all the mediocrity, and that's then watch every episode in the meantime. And really, that's a combination between the show getting better and the Stockholm Syndrome of, well, now I just I like these yeah. characters. It's a hard show to talk about. I was on board for like a season and a half, two seasons, and I fell off a little bit. This episode made me go, Maybe I'll jump in. I think four was, left, guys. Four left. Almost every character interaction absolutely drips with shared history. Right. That you are aware is happening if you don't watch it that much, but you don't know the import of. Right. So, like, all, all the, the moves the show is making are lost on, like, part-time watchers. Which right. I think is great for me. Yeah, for but sure. But terrible yeah. for new viewers. Yeah. Right. It's so rewarding for you. Every scene has its own implications. I right. can't believe these two people are talking about this and I'm just like, "What?" Well, that is all the time that we have to talk about Agents of Shield. It is on ABC. Tune in. There's four more episodes left on this season. Now we're going to move on to a little something different. Now we're here in the part of the show called The Tape In. This is the part of the show where they unchain me from the wall and let me do whatever I want. This week, what I want to do is throw it over to the Ryan. So, <laughs> San Diego Comic Con's going on right now. Guys, we don't have all of What's the news yet. It, okay, so a bunch of nerds, get to, like 10 to 12 nerds, get okay. together in San Diego. They talk about comic books and comic books only. The fucking TV people have been sneaking in there, Ooh, giving no. TV news. And so we're going to go over some of that news. We're going to have to do this again next week because not all of the news has dropped. Yeah. But I'm going to give you guys some. W- would it have been worth it for me to have asked my friend who is uh, on a panel at San Diego Comic-Con this week? To- oh, Tom Cruise? Your friend Tom Cruise? Yeah. Would it, would it have been worth it for me to get tips from him or just even talk to him about what, what is going on there? Instead no. of having me talk? That's yeah. what you're asking? No. No. It's it just getting any, any little bit of information. No. I don't think that's something you'd want to do. Mm-hmm. Item one. Next year, season seven of Agents of Shield will be its last. Oh, okay. That, you know what? Good. You guys are fucking happy about this, aren't you? I'm not. I'm not happy because I think it's a bad show. I'm happy because it feels like this is the show has gone on a long time. If, Two more seasons than even they thought. Right. Yeah. If, if any season makes it to four seasons, I'm like, you've do, you've had a good run. You have yeah. nothing to prove. And shows tend to really start breaking down. This, after like the seventh season mark, yeah. so this will probably it'll be good for it. It'll and end this, on a high note, I'm sure. Th- this was a show that uh, there was cancellation talk in the middle of the first season, right? So to so, get to seven, I I'm, and very clearly the budget now is much smaller than it used to be. Most scenes take place in very tiny rooms, like on yeah. a spaceship, but it's a very tiny. All room. of that quake shit we talked about was off screen as the other people on the show were like, "Yeah, you're doing it." Whoa, <laughs> I'm watching you do this thing. Um, the showrunners are saying, "No, we decided." But that's probably not true. That's what you. Yeah. That's what yeah. you say. You got to say that. You're right? allowed to say that. So that's what yeah. you say. Unbelievably, the biggest item to come out of SDCC so far is this: next year's Crisis on Infinite Earth CW crossover will feature two Supermen, one played by Supergirl's Tyler Hoechlin, and the other played by Brandon Routh. Yeah. This. Yeah. Uh, when I heard this news, I got pretty rowdy, and then I was like, "But wait, why? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it makes, why am I so fired up about this? It's, it seems like it's dumb that they've gone this long without doing it, and yeah. the, and the fact that everyone's like, "Guys, they're gonna do it," I was like. Well, we knew that. It was going to happen. We feel like it the is internet is filled with Snyder people who are like, uh, we should, where's the director's cut of Justice League? And also, uh, Trump should rule forever. Fuck minorities. Uh-huh. That's what the internet feels like. But I think that what this proves is that I think the internet's finally over. Superman Returns. It was fine. Yeah. It does not need to be screamed about anymore. And we're excited about this. Yeah. You know what? I'm I'm all on board. And also, I like seeing... Brandon Routh and that's Superman. I want and him to I want succeed. Him to, I want him to do anything. Yeah, really anything he did. Yeah. If he was to take over the Mouse Hunt franchise, that would be fine with you? Uh, Well, I don't know. Mouse Hunt's pretty pretty impeccable. What but if he started like picking up kids in a van? Okay, you know what? I do not want him to succeed in that. Yeah. You know what? You found the thing that I don't want Brandon Routh to do. That would just be a fucked up thing to actually ultimate want level him of to success. do. Yeah, I don't want him to do that. Number three, the, the Fear the Walking Dead panel revealed that it has been renewed for a sixth season. Oh, okay. And teased the third spinoff in the series. God damn it. About a group of kids who were in a paradise when the shit went down, but now have to enter the new world. Okay, so... Are you guys ready for uh, Fear the Walking Runaways? Were they actually... 
did they already put them in the show, or this, was that the yeah, kids from? Because they've had a group of kids that it, is. That, I remember them. It, no, this is like uh, okay. we we are like we're in a like prison. We're in a locked up or like a mansion, uh-huh. and we have ignored zombies for like two years. But now we're out of food and power, and now they have to enter the real world. Oh, oh. okay. You know what? That's maybe interesting. That's a sort of interesting take on yeah. a zombie story. And I fear The Walking Dead is not terrible. Again. These shows, the reason we hate them is because they're right in the middle. Uh-huh. Like they're not bad shows. It's they're not powers not... or powerless or The Walking right. Dead. It feels like it feels like though that they're gonna like take aim at millennials with this. Probably like, they're yes. gonna, like, the opening scenes. They're gonna be like drinking espresso and like looking Instagramming at their everything. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then it's gonna be like, hey, it's time to wake up and go to the real world. Every line of dialogue ends with some sort of hashtag about zombies. New Batwoman Ruby, Ruby Rose was devastated that she had to skip the con, but people did watch the first episode and found it wildly mediocre. Yeah, that makes sense. Checks out. Yeah, I, we all got like real excited about the the whole idea of Batwoman, but I remember she was in one of the shows last year uh, and was just really, really wooden in it, and so I, it feels I, like this is going to be... Ruby fell. It, it, fe- nice. it, it feels like one of those shows that is going to be a CW show where either it will make it like six episodes in the first season before being canceled, or they're just going to keep it around and like season two or like almost three, it'll figure out what it's supposed to be doing like a legends of tomorrow. Part of the reason that I think that it was declared mediocre though is actually kind of awesome. Cause I got the impression that uh, she is her character first and then Batwoman second and then gay third. And so like, that's sort of what we're talking about is we're now in this era of like gay isn't your most prominent character trait. Yeah. And yeah. people were surprised that like, oh, she's just also gay. Like, no, she should be talking about that the entire time. Yeah. That's, why, not, that's not the era that we're in it, anymore. Why is the Batwoman suit an entire rainbow? What's going on? Right. Well, that would look really dope. Have you it ever would, seen that Batman okay, costume you know what? that's that would That would look kick-ass. It's really neat. Yeah, I want that. Never mind. I'm, I'm upset now that that's not <laughs> Moderator Chris Hardwick. Hmm? Wow. He's back in the oh. news. I, did, I thought he was gone forever. I thought, I, yeah, he even... Yeah. Uh, revealed that Rick Grimes will return in the Walking Dead movie released in theaters, so it's not TV, and we will not be covering it. Yes. Nope. I am, not, I am not going to watch a single second of that. That is the that is the, the corner that he did hang on to. That, it's like, Walking that, Dead that people, yeah. Walking Dead, yeah. Room. And because that show, I think, tends to be liked by conservatives, because it's about how if you have guns... Guns and stuff, you'll survive, yeah. yeah. Um... But so he hung on to that show, so I guess that's why he was able to be on this panel. Yeah, I the I saw the director of the movie was like, I'm gonna take this in a direction you've never seen before. Uh, okay. okay. <laughs> yeah, try. <laughs> I I fucking dare you. Come it, to my house and say that to my face. Even if it's one of those things where it's like theaters on Friday and TV on Saturday, I don't think that we will be covering that no. movie. So don't come to here for that. I'll probably still see it in theaters because I'm a fucking idiot. Uh The Walking Dead season ten will have two new cast members. Thora Birch. You guys oh. remember her? Vaguely? From American Beauty, Kevin Spacey's yes. daughter. Yes, 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 yes. And Ghost World. And John Carroll, who played John Murphy on The Leftovers, and of course the Sinner Man on Lucifer. Oh. This is like Sinner this Man. is an actually good actor. Okay. Yeah. The Walking Dead, I claimed last season, was getting pretty good. Like I feel like they figured it out with their new showrunner. I've said that before with The Walking Dead, but I maybe this time it sticks. I'm excited to see what happens next season. And another time jump is coming, too. Oh, fuck yes. I Listen, keep doing those fucking big-ass time jumps. I do think that's where the most interesting stories are, though, because what is the farthest into the future any zombie story has gone? When you go 100 years into the future, like that's where you have the most potential to find new things to say about the situation. They're going to have the virus that makes you come back from the dead. Until someone figures out what it is and how to yeah. solve it, so they've got to rebuild society and rebuild science every in order kid, to ever cure this. Every kid that's born is a future zombie in this storyline, and so that gives you a lot of time to play with. Oh, that's so cool! And then also released just before San Diego Comic Con started, and I know everybody's talking about this, but I feel like that uh, I haven't heard Taylor and Greg's thoughts on this. The uh, and this is not a. Cats was a musical based on a T.S. Eliot play that is not a comic book. T.S. Eliot did not write comic books. Um, so this is a little out of left field for us, but I feel like we would be remiss if we were not discussing the Cats trailer that came out. Gentlemen, you are more favorable towards Cats the Animal than I am. 
Yeah. Oh, yes. I love cats. Correct. You are more favorable towards cats the musical than I am. I think so. Yeah. I think I'm mo- based on what I've seen recently, I have a warmer feeling towards Cats the Musical than most people do. But let's start with this. Okay, we all watched the trailer. We'll get into the trailer in a second. What about society's reaction to the trailer? Was this exactly what you expected? Are people overreacting? No. Is th- are they reacting exactly they, how you thought they, they would? They are reacting exactly as they should and maybe underreacting. <laughs> really? F- folks, folks, they made, they made a bunch of people who are famous dress up in green suits and gave them really, really shitty fur. And then they were like, yeah, they're cats on this giant stage. Guys, the cats are too small. They made the cats too small. Well, in the, in the musical, oddly enough, in the musical, when they like put uh, scenery to like make you feel smaller, it feels like everything is way too big. So apart, I think canonically in cats, cats are a tinier animal than they, the one we know of. They also made the cats fuckable. They gave them all real hot tits. Oh, Taylor uh, Swift did not downgrade in attractiveness. In fact, it may have upgraded. It's she's wearing cat high heels. Yeah, her character yeah. actually had high heels on. Let's let's address that. Where did this cat get heels that are made the size of a cat? Where, did, my, where did this cat? She get also those had shoes? like a, a small can of what looked like Coca Cola, which I believe and was supposed to be catnip, which catnip. is drugs. Yeah, <laughs> drugs for cats. Here's my big question, though. Like, Cats is an insane musical. Yeah, like the premise is. Bullshit. For those who don't know, the premise is that there's a bunch of cats who introduce each other each other to the audience, and then one of them gets to die. One of them gets to die, and then go like beyond to like elevate to the spaceship of heaven. Either yes. heaven they float or, up like, on a giant tire. Yeah, it's like described as a different state of being, which is superior to this one. But you the are- heaviside layer, if you will. But the whole thing <laughs> is like the first ten minutes of a season of American Idol, where it's just like you come out, you tell a little bit about yourself, and then we'll see if you move on. It's yes. okay. They're all sin. It's very fun to hate on Cats the Musical, but it's about the different types of cats you can encounter in your life. And your the Mungo diff- Jerry's. The different situations. <laughs> your Rumple Teasers. Cats. Your Rum Tum Tiggers. Your, your Rum Tum Tuggers, who is played by Jason Derulo, who yeah. is in this movie. <laughs> All right. So Which, and I've only been hearing that like uh, the internet thought Jason Derulo was hot before. But, oh man, now the internet is into his shit. This cat is really doing it for people. The one thing I'll say is I feel like I'm always way harsher on the way things look in these movies. CGI just never looks right to me, and I don't mean to like have be a, a jerk about it. And because it's a trailer, it could look way better when we see the movie. But this does look... It just looks very CGI. Yes. It, it, it feels like some CGI has taken the turn and looks very futuristic, but there is still CGI out there that looks like it comes from like 10 years ago, and this looks like it's going to be that. I this get- looks like worse than the Sonic CGI that had the internet in anger. Wait, and- can we complain enough that they'll go fix it? <laughs> Maybe. I'm wondering because, dude, you asked how, what the reaction is. It has been like 36 hours and nobody has stopped talking about it yet. Honestly, like I think Trump is starting to get like offended that nobody wants to talk about him anymore. And it's I, just cats. I also think, I don't know how box office works anymore, but I also think that I whether you're, you're, a, <laughs> you're a huge Cats fan or... You just want to see the train wreck. This movie's going to do crazy business in the first weekend. Oh, I do think that. My wife and I are for sure going. That's my favorite uh, take on the trailer was uh, (laughs) Natalie Walker, who is an avowed theater geek on Twitter. Like, she posted an Instagram live of herself, and she was like, listen, if you thought that this trailer was going to be anything other than what it was, you're wrong. Okay. She was like, Cats, it's earnest genuine batshit and do not ruin this for the people who are here for exactly that. (laughs) This was my point entirely in bringing this up is that maybe people don't understand what the musical was, right? But we found out that they were making a movie of the most insane premised musical of all time. Yeah. Uh, But it ran, like it has the record for most shows. And then a couple years later after we found out that, we found out that they were going to make everything in like the correct perspective. So they, all the humans seem like tiny little cats and then the preview showed us all of that. People were like, what the fuck is this? Like, well, how did you not know what the fuck it was going to be? We need to have a national conversation about what size cats are. Right. Because either everyone watching this doesn't understand how tiny cats are, or we are all having the same reaction, which is like, these things seem like the size of mice. So it's so weird when like a chair to them is like 30 stories high. Yes. You're like, wait, a cat's a it's little a- bit bigger. But see, my- One of these cats has a head is- that is three pearls wide. Yeah. That's much too small. Well, they're tiny little cat pearls. 
I my theory is that we were so the internet was so stoked to have something non-Trump related to yeah. go off on that they chose this. This is the exact preview we all knew was coming. The actual news has been like darkest timeline stuff. Like oh, seriously, yeah. things are getting so bad so quickly that I think it was just nice to be like they made these cats look weird. Like goodbye everybody. This is from the director of the Les Mes movie that came out a couple years ago. Yes. And if you're a non-musical fan, I can't imagine this looking weirder than that one. Like that's they're yeah. going to all sing around and dance around the French Revolution. Like, that's also stupid. Well, speaking of also stupid, that's all the time that we have <laughs> for this segment. <laughs> that's stupid. Now we're going to move on to the pull list where we talk about every other show that we t- watched. Now we're here in the pull list where we talk about every other show that we watched this week. Kicking it off is Fear the Walking Dead. This week on Fear the Walking Dead, John finally tells Dwight about the letter he found. The crew fixes the generator and delays the meltdown for a little bit of time. Al reveals she met Isabel. Alicia convinces Annie to come back with them, but gets radiated from killing a radiated zombie. At the end of the episode, alarms go off at the power plant, signaling the beginning of the meltdown. (gasps) Taste Buds, I ask you this. Doesn't that sound like it should be really cool and dope? The meltdown should be like a sweet zombie and human dance place that everybody just goes to like hang oh, out and chill shit I, if, if this was the fallout universe it would absolutely be that irradiated zombies that still is just a very strong idea it's meltdown so of the power plant very strong idea the thing that you said that i fucking hate though is last episode they found that letter yep. and last episode he's like i'm not going to show it to dwight and then this episode he does yep i hate tv shit one like episode that. One episode. Yeah, one, then what's the use of it? Uh, apparently it is, uh, he he tells Dwight, hey, I found this letter from Sherry. She doesn't want you. And he's like, all right, well, I'm not going to give up hope. And now I'm going to dedicate myself to you, helping you find your friends yeah. again. Oh, God. And it's like, Wait, uh, he, he's the guy from Hat News? Yep, he's the guy from Hat News. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Fear the Walking Dead, I feel like, Episode to episode, it has, like, one storyline that is dope as hell. Yeah. And this entire, like, irradiated zombies, like, reactor meltdown is a cool thing that hasn't, like, happened in this type of zombie. And trying to, like, build or repair an airplane to fly over some mountains yes. to get away from it, that's all dope. That's dope. It's the little moments where they just kind of whiff, and they're like, ah, oh, we got to fill out some time in this episode. Yeah. And, and that finding the letter and not telling him and then telling him the next episode is seriously like giving themselves two scenes off. Yeah. You know, that's, like, that's like, such listen, bullshit. We've got we've got five minutes that we don't have to fill now. Yeah. Or like a 30 minute timer in the writer's room. Oh, we didn't figure out something cool in that 30 minutes. Just throw it out in that, that episode then. Who yep. cares? Yeah, we'll take that over like next week. Uh, Fear the Walking Dead is on AMC on Sunday nights. Your next show this week is Jessica Jones. On the fifth episode of the third season of Jessica Jones, there are some repercussions to Hogarth ending the marriage of her college crush. As the jilted husband decides to let the world know that Hogarth works with superheroes in a video that also involves him slitting his wrist. <laughs> Meanwhile, Trish and Jess find the serial killer bad guy who is, of course, modeled after the most iconic serial killer in pop culture history. And no, I'm not talking about you, Hannibal. Taste buds, I ask you this. Are we ready for some Dexter remixing and reflexing? This would be about the time, right? Yeah. Like, isn't, this, isn't it far enough in the past where it doesn't feel weird to be like... It's a guy, uh, like, short hair, white flannel shirt, slacks, who uh, is very meticulous and just goes to town. And Jessica's boyfriend-ish right now is a guy who... Uh, can feel when people are evil. And I think that he is telling this Dexter guy who to kill. So the serial killer is really only just killing evil guys. This feels like a show I used to watch on Showtime. As a duo, that's kind of interesting, though. Yeah. That it's not just the one guy doing his own searching and finding, but like yeah. one guy can feel it and so directs the actual killer. Because it's sort of like the thing that like some versions of Daredevil have done where like when like he's a lawyer and he can tell when people are lying and when they right. get off he does the so it's sort of like the splitting that into two people so that there's you know less responsibility but Daredevil has a line that the Punisher will cross and now Jessica has a line that this Dexter guy will clearly cross yeah. and so and then there's the bad guy or the boyfriend in the middle who's like oh I have no alliance I'm like chaos whatever and so that's that's how the whole triangle works is who was right who was wrong jessica finds out that this guy's a serial killer and like sort of comes like is just so stoked about it because she's like oh my god the ultimate bad guy 
And she's right. Like, Jessica's sort of stoked that this guy is, like, going off because this is every hero's dream. I have a serial killer. Yeah. You know? Top of the pops. Top of the pops. Ryan, do you have a moment of the week? My moment of the week is finally, mercifully, Trish and Jessica get back together. Oh, thank God. Uh, They have a whole outing together, and then they're sitting on the curb, like, trying to talk to the police slash not talk to them. And then Trish is like, I'm sorry I murdered your mom. And uh, Jess says, like, I'm sorry I did all this crazy stuff to you. And it should not work because they are saying insane things to each other. But at least we're finally done and they're back together. Oh, Oh, and one more thing. Uh, There's a hooker in this episode. Eric's brother is, um, or Eric's sister is a hooker, played by Jamie Newman, who was in The Deuce, who played a hooker. So Jamie Newman, get a new agent. You are more capable than this. Uh, just How dispiriting must that be? Yeah. Like, oh, I got another part. What is it? It's Hooker again. Again. Well, next time. Next time. <laughs> Jessica Jones is on Netflix. We are watching it week by week. Your next show this week is Krypton. In the wake of tragedy, Seg helps Nyssa rescue their son. Alliances on Wegthor fracture. Gentlemen, I ask you this. How terrifying does it sound to have to rescue your son? Oof. I think it's easy to forget that these How shows are... How many sons do I have at the time? Uh, they only have the one, so you just have Ooh, one kid out. I guess I do it then. And you got to go rescue him. Yeah. There's all these videos on the internet where like uh, little sons are about to die, but then the dad, dad like yeah. puts the hand out before the baseball hits yeah. the head or before the spikes hit the head. I don't think I'm going to be that kind of dad. Yeah, I don't... I don't have those skills. No, I think I'm more like, like I try to catch the kid, but instead I also backhand the kid as they fall. Right. I feel like I would be that dad, but that's the only thing I will be good at. <laughs> like, I feel like I oh, I have no coordination except for, like, when it counts. Uh-huh. And then, like, if someone is like, whoa, you were really good at, like, catching that thing that was going to fall. I was like, yeah, I'm pretty good. They're like, hey, catch this. And they'll throw it at me and it'll hit me right in the face. I love in your right world in how when you do something like that, people run up to you and say, you're really good at doing that thing you just did. You joke that has happened a couple of times. Do and it feels really good. I want to put you in one of my Hollywood movies. Oh, no, I don't like that guy. That guy creeps me out. You don't want to be in any Hollywood movies? Nope, nope. These he... are big blockbuster productions. They're made opening in Hollywood, what? California. 4,000 theaters. That seems like. Title, gonna... Name above the title. You're going to be a star, kiddo. God. I just dropped them panties. What's, what? <laughs> oh, no. What are my points on the back end? All right, <laughs> you're... Yeah, Krypton is on the Sci Fi Channel. Your next show this week is iZombie. This week on iZombie. Livy to drag queen brain puts on a smoky lid and reads the entirety <laughs> of Seattle for filth before solving a murder. <laughs> However, the fun from that adventure gets kind of washed out by finding out her dad is planning to give a bunch of Radio Shack nerd zombie dick and gets killed on video call for hesitating to pull the trigger. Also, Blaine kills Donnie's bride to be for betraying him, and Ravi and Major save some teens. Taste buds, I ask you this. How have they made it this long without doing this episode? That is <laughs> such a good question. I mean, like, drag queens have been at the top of pop culture for, I feel like, as long as iZombie has been going on. Yeah. So, they might have missed the peak. They might have waited too long to do it. I, I do have to ask, though, going to you, uh, Taylor, as our senior drag queen correspondent. Yes. Did the show get it right? They did a lot of things right. The one major thing that I have to point out that they did wrong is, folks, if you go to a drag show, the audience is not composed entirely of drag queens. Oh yeah, no, it's like a it's like a pay to play band show. Yeah. Where if you go if you do a pay to play band show, your entire audience is other bands that played that night. That's not how drag shows that work. Not at all. Imagine it's- a crowd of people. That's what a crowd of people at a drag <laughs> right. show looks like. Yeah, it is. It is absolutely not going to be a bunch of people <laughs> who are like, I'm going to get into full drag to go sit in a hot. Like audience and watch someone else perform. My competitors. <laughs> yes. I watched my. Co- the, the only thing I could uh, say is that they there was some audition and the guy auditioning was like, "You and you, you'll have a speaking." Li-. You know what? All of you. You're all in the show. Let's put you You're all, all in there. Wonderful. I love you. It's like you can just have a bunch of normal ass looking people in the audience as a reaction show. That's fine. It's mostly like uh, four year old dudes in suits, right? Yeah, like it, trying to protect stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's it's, it's a lot of dudes who look like John Hurd from Big. Right, <laughs> they're they're just standing in the audience. Uh, but other than that, I felt like they did a lot of really great stuff. Uh, a the name Bitchcraft mm-hmm. is a great name for a drag queen. That's strong. Again, that has to have been used, right? It's so, like I didn't look this up, but like that's great. And also the fact that they they ve- did a very good job of being like 
she's young and cool and also all of her uh she's like oh yeah my followers they're called hags uh <laughs> i have like 20 million twitter like instagram followers it's like yeah that checks out the one thing that i did feel like was weird was they're like oh this, she's like a, a new brand of drag it's all like uh, shock value and all flash and no no anything else and it's like she's just like a normal drag queen. The like, history of drag queens. The real shock value drag queens are pretty... Yeah. Like, the, the shock value drag queens, like, I've seen drag performances where, like, they pull out their dick on stage and pee on people. Like, this is not... This is not shock value. She is just, like, she glued on her rhinestones instead of sewed them on. <laughs> that's... that's everyone's like, ew! Yeah, that's the level that they were, like, trying to read her for. It's like, no, she's, she's, just, she's pretty much like you. You're, like, this is not a big divide. I feel like the most important part about any iZombie episode is how does Rose MacGyver do? And last week when I missed, um, she was a hard-boiled, like, noir detective. Yes. And she was good, but, like, those jokes have been done to death. Her now becoming a drag queen as a girl who is pretending to be a man as a girl, I thought she fucking killed it. Incredible. I, this was the episode that made me think, I wish that they didn't do a new brain every episode and instead do a new brain every season. And they just did this for an entire season. Because I could watch her put on a red dress and walk around and just tell everyone how their lives are garbage for an entire <laughs> season. I loved it how like she would uh, see her victim. Because that's all drag queens have is like you're gonna be the victim of my like uh, roasting, and she would like go in hard or ease back a little bit based on like what she thought the person was. Oh yeah, could this person take it or no? Then I'll maybe ease back a little bit. And uh, well, we'll get to Ryan. Do you have a moment of the week? My moment of the week is when zombies have a little uh, like brain flashback. Yes, they'll just like it'll just go to it. Like their eyes will open wide. But when drag queen Liv has a flashback, she's like, ooh, and then, and then sees the memory. <laughs> it, is, it is a lot. Uh, I have two very quick ones. One is uh, just the, the way that they eat the brain is pride jello, which is great. Uh, and then the second is uh, they're, they're going over. She's talking to Bitchcraft in the interrogation room. And Bitchcraft is like, uh, she's like, she sees the share wig in her flash forward. And she goes, oh, uh, they start going back and forth. She's like, but not any of the 80s shares. Oh, the share off. Yes. And, and then Bitchcraft goes, oh, but what about it? She's like, I'm done with you. Be gone. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then she leaves. He probably could have been more helpful in that case. But she's like, drag no. queen Liv was like, no, I'm done with you. I'm done with you. Uh, iZombie is on the CW on Wednesday nights. Your next show this week is Swamp Thing. This week on Swamp Thing, Abby gets infected with bacteria. Matt finds out he's Avery's son and gets stabbed. Avery gets shot and thrown overboard, while Swamp Thing tells Abby he's cool being Swamp Thing and she should fuck off and not come back for him. Taste Buds, I ask you this. If you got turned into a big old swamp thing and the prettiest woman on the earth was really in love with you, would you tell her to fuck off and go back to the CDC and never come back for you? I would make her flowers straight from my palm. Girls love flowers. And just, he did that last so week. Flowers. And, and the, pl- the flower from his palm made her see him as regular old fucking Alec. Or I guess if it's coming from my hand, I wouldn't make a flower. I'd make like a palm tree. I feel like I would give up the swamp life for the most attractive woman in the world. Right. But like put on a suit, grab a briefcase and have a job yeah. as the swamp yeah. thing. The, this episode swamp thing was like, I, w- I was made into the swamp thing for a higher purpose. I'm going to do swamp things <laughs> as the swamp thing. <laughs> I'm going to make ladies heart sing. <laughs> you, Can you, he make himself not the swamp thing though? I think that's, that's the thing has been Abby saying, Hey, I'm pretty sure we can make you not the swamp thing. And he was saying, Actually, no, I don't care. I want to be the Swamp Thing. Okay. And so he's he's all what on board the Swamp he? Thing. Is he like a bunch of mud and plants? Basically, think, yeah. Yeah, okay. he's, he's just a, he's a, bunch of, he's a bunch of debris. Just like a shambling mound from yeah. D&D? Yeah, he's some wet chaff. Okay. But there are other options for him. Like, there are other girls in town. There's other paths. You don't have to go down Abbey Road. God fucking damn it. That's... Swamp Thing's on DC Universe on Friday nights. Your next and final show this week is Legion. Remember how you thought there would be no repercussions from David jumping back in time? Well, guess what, Einstein? There were hella repercussions, and you sound like a stupid idiot to me. There's, like, these freaky time demons who move all weird and might be trying to, like, sexually assault people. Did anybody else feel like that was maybe going down? Oh, yeah. One was on top of Sid. Yeah. Yeah, there was at least two of them that were pretty rapey. Anyway, after trying nothing to stop the demons for most of the episode, David is like, oh yeah, I'm the literal god, Alpha, and wouldn't you know it, also Omega, and just burns one of them to death and threatens the others, so they peace out. 
So, gentlemen, I ask you this. In a show where we've had the devil with the yellow eyes and the angriest boy in the world, how do the creepy time demons stack up against those? Uh, so it's the all time creepy. Really? Okay. Oh, yeah, this for is, sure. This is like a this is a combination of like the uh, the weeping angels from Doctor Who. Yes. Yes. But like even creepier. It's something about I tried the fa- to just give you points. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's it's something about the way that they like move in stutters, but also like they look like they are blurred. Yeah. Like so, and they're they have creepy fucking cat weird faces yeah like they are so goddamn scary and the fact that like just they can just be around things and like lose time yeah it's like based on the uh the color in the nose it's like if uh gargamel and a smurf had a baby yes that's what they look like but it's the uh it's the stutters that really fucks me up they there's a lot out of the jaws playbook in the first half of this episode we only hear the laughter and we yes. don't get to see them. And, and you see their eyes kind of in the distance. Kind of, yes. Yeah. And then, like, you sort of, did I see something in the background? Or was that, like, how, like, you know, when you look in the sun and you have all those blurs around your eyes? Was that that instead? And then when you get to see them, they're so almost not scary that makes them more horrifying yeah. with their goofy yeah. nose and laughter. It's fucking crazy. I think the thing that really creeps me out is they have that stupid fucking grin. And then when David is in that, like, prison cell and you slowly start to see like the people around him have those grins and it's like it's just such a slow creepy like this season is the most horror like yeah bent of the this show but i mean greg you mentioned two other things like they've had the horror elements have been in this show the entire time the the demon with the yellow eyes like the first form the more like canonical form of the shadow king that was like that would just appear and they did like the the hereditary or the house on haunted hill thing where sometimes you don't realize you're seeing him but he's yeah. actually in the back of the the scene uh and the angriest boy in the world his thing was he would like just dart out of like the camera panning would suddenly pan over to him and he'd run at the camera so it has had those elements meanwhile sure. looking like all the like children's book characters that we grew up with so he's moving like yeah. a fucking asshole but looks like that he kind of looks like a pop Funko figure, uh-huh. but with like a mean look on his face, but he's got like a huge head and just a mean look on his puss. And when we just know that they're laughter, the way that I think Switch describes them, uh, which is uh, they're blue cats that play with time and then eat time, yeah. which is like Ralph Wiggum describing <laughs> Krabappel <laughs> in the closet, like, but it, that made it so much more horrifying. Part of what was so spooky about the time demons is that they would move at you in a fairly normal way. So like, yeah. you would see them advance three feet, disappear, advance three feet, disappear. But then when they got like three feet away from you, they would just absolutely disappear because they don't have to approach you in any normal way. And then what we got because of that is uh, I've been talking about in like basically for the last year and a half of how Legion's trying to do Legion instead of just being Legion. This episode had none of that. I thought that this was a pretty fucking perfect like episode that executed all the ideas perfectly. Uh, the in-between time where uh, Farouk takes them yes. in order to yeah. like maybe now we're on the same level and we can fight. And so then they sort of had that same jump back and forth thing, and they talked in comic book bubbles. Uh-huh. That's some Legion that I'm looking for. Yeah. yeah. That was great. That was fantastic. That whole thing really worked. Yeah, this show no longer feels like it's trying. It's not trying to be so obscure that you never understand what's going on. Things are weird, but you always understand what the show is trying yeah. to like, And not under the you. pressure of previous uh, seasons where they had yeah. like this musical thing, so now we have to do a musical thing. And That's I, not here anymore. I swear, it's also got the the ease of knowing that it's coming to an end. Like, right, it, it, it's going to have a very natural end, and so the pacing now just seems to make a lot of sense. It almost feels like they knew what they were doing for season one and had ideas that they were going to use for season three, and then that middle like, part's hard. And they and yeah. they were like, well, we don't know. How long, like, if we get four seasons, do we want to blow everything on season two and yeah. three? And now they're like, nope, we're we're good. Let's just knock it out of the park. And they are, every episode has been killing it. Yeah. Like, last episode was one of the best episodes of television I think I've seen. And this episode was, it, uh, I, I feel I, like Legion is the show that really elevated all of these shows. But since then, some of the other things that we watch have started to eat its lunch, like Doom Patrol and stuff. But it, this has been like a real, like, taking the, the throne back is what it feels like. Another thing that became very evident to me in this episode, and we've talked about this before in this season, is that they 100% are not sidestepping the sexual assault that came yeah. in season yes. two. This season is entirely about the sexual assault that happened in season two. Yeah. And because in all of this shit dealing with the, uh, the blue cat time people, uh, older Sid and little Sid have a conversation about 
uh, all of their various sexual assaults and like ranking them oh. and like what it's like to be in that position. And then also, I feel like this whole season is just about the reverberations of when a man just does a thing yeah. and thinks that like, oh no, it's just this one night, it's just this one minute. No, it fucks up everything, bro. Yeah. Oh yeah. uh, uh, well, we are out of time to discuss the rest of this incredible episode of television. Ryan, do you have a moment of the week? Yes, my moment of the week is uh, when Carrie gets to switch yep. to save her. She has a big-ass toothbrush. That big-ass yeah. toothbrush. Love that big-ass toothbrush. That's some Legion-ass Legion. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Greg, moment of the week. Uh, when Lenny is talking about, like, maybe she's just going to leave. Uh, I think it's her wife says to her, but you're the breakfast queen. And she <laughs> sort of like looks off, and she's like, well, maybe it's lunchtime. That's, that's a good line. That is that a is good fucking a good line. line. I laughed out loud sitting there watching the show. And what we didn't get to, there's also another line of, uh, like, you know you want to eat me? or And then he says, eat shit. But then just Lenny at the end of how she goes through a full-on Adam oh, Sandler's click situation yes. throughout the course of the episode and then asks David to leave it inside of her. Yeah. Lenny is complicated. Lenny has the most interesting journey of anybody because this show has a really weird relationship with what it means to be, like, possessed like how responsible you are for the things that happen when you're possessed. And Lenny... And how much knowledge do you have in the meantime? Yeah. And so like watching Lenny over all of the show, I think that when it's all said and done, her journey is going to be like way more interesting than David's just going from the good guy to the bad guy. Uh, I have uh, two quick ones and then actually three quick ones. Uh, First is what did they do to my mustache? Because it has one hair out of place. Yeah. Uh, And then David says... Nothing that hurts me is real. No one who hates me is real. Yeah. Sure, bud. I know, bud. Oh, and he's uh, spiraling out. He's both getting oh. way more powerful and way crazier. That was terrifying. Let's and also admi- said he literally said, I am the alpha and the omega. Yeah. That's fucked up. So it's clear at this point that Lenny will be on the blimp before like yes. with the team before David is. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, and also, the the end song was a cover of R.E.M.'s Can't Get There From Here. Anyway, that is all for Legion and this week's show. You don't say. I do say. Don't you dare tell me what I can and cannot say or do or do not say, motherfucker. All right. That's it for the show. We had a great time. Next week, we are doing the Fear the Walking Dead mid-season finale and more news from San Diego Comic-Con. Because it's not just one day, it turns out. By the way, guys, just so you guys know how that segment's going to work, they don't announce cancellations at Comic-Con. They only announce new shows. So it's just going to be more responsibility that we have. I feel like we should mention that right as this show is ending, we are going to play the Marvel (laughs) Alliance game on Nintendo Switch. Oh, yeah. Oh, wait. Is that the the tape end next week? For the next eight hours. Oh, yeah. It's just just Our review of the game? No, it's just us playing live (laughs) on mic. All right. For Greg, I'm Ryan. For Ryan, I'm Taylor. For Taylor, we are the... Hey, baby, it's all good. We gotta go to the store, and we're gonna play Marvel Ultimate Alliance. It's a good time. It's a nice place. We just sit there, relax, chill, have a little party. Sometimes, life don't go well. Sometimes, you gotta be the big man in the Guys, Sometimes. Hey Taylor, we started the game. Oh, okay. All right, all right. All right I'm back. Bye, bye, bye. bye.